Podcast Studios. This is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. And a happy motherfucking Friday. Del Duca. <laughs> to everybody but Del Duca. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to this episode of After 9. Let's start off by saying the polls were wrong. It was an even bigger majority in the election last night than what the polls forecast. And uh, let's jump into it here. Doug Ford wins 83 seats. 83. The official opposition is the New Democrats who won 31. And losing party status once again, the Ontario Liberal Party who came in with eight seats. Oh. It's kind of a weird election because mm. the Liberals actually got more votes than the NDP by a percentage, a small percentage, but they did. Liberals got more votes, but it's all about seats. It doesn't matter how much you run up the board in seats that you're winning in Toronto. You've got to win the most seats in a lot of ridings. Mm-hmm. And the Liberals just didn't do it. It's kind of funny because in the last two elections, federally, the Conservatives had more votes than the Liberals, but the Liberals formed government. It's kind of a little taste of the, the, their own medicine there. Uh, but it's a great reason for us to think we're going to be talking about electoral reform in the very near future. Let's go back to last night. Doug Ford after he won. He, he looked so out of place. He was clapping and he wasn't sure, like, are they going to turn the fucking music off or when, when do I talk? It was good. I just sit here and smile. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Boy. Thank you. <laughs> He's what still trying to talk over the song. <laughs> Cut the goddamn music. <laughs> I just fucking won. Cut it. Can I talk or what? Uh, well, thank you, everyone. What a night and what a result. Together, we have done the impossible. We have made history. Wow, I, I'm just so grateful, so, so grateful. <laughs> oh, they were loud there last night, eh? They were, they were oh, fired me. up. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, everyone. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for being here, and thank you for sharing this unforgettable moment. And I love you, too. You know what I'm kind of hoping this is? I hope this is the beginning of old Doug again, because I'd love to get old Doug back. God, he was fun. <laughs> you want to think of this as a refresh, like hitting the refresh button? Well, maybe he's the one hitting the refresh button, because after a month of basically disappearing, what's happening the day after the election? He's holding a news conference today and taking questions from reporters. Look at that. Doug winning last night isn't a real surprise. Like we said, the poll said he was going to win this one. But uh, there were some surprises in there. First and foremost, the worst voter turnout in Ontario election history. Currently, although this could change, sitting around 43% of eligible voters cast a ballot yesterday. 
That's uh, that's low. That's really low. Forty three percent. And there's some who are saying, well, fuck, half the province didn't even vote. Doug can't call that a win. Uh, no, he absolutely can. It's not about how many votes you get from how many people are eligible. It's how many votes you get from the people that voted. And for the people who didn't vote, they had their own reasons. They probably didn't like most of their options or they felt the advance options were not convenient. I'm such so a, Doug can absolutely take this as a mandate. I'm such a millennial because the first thing I think of when you say that is Vin Diesel and Fast and Furious. And what he says is true. It don't matter whether you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning, uh, and it doesn't matter how many people voted or not. Winning's winning, and this is this is what we're stuck with. Or this is did what you just we, quote Vin Diesel. I did. I did. Yes, I did. And I, I will quote Fast and Furious anytime anyone allows me to. That's no problem. <laughs> uh, let's go to NDP party headquarters. This was a tough one because a lot of people expected the NDP were going to get trounced, and that it would go back to the way that it traditionally is, with either the PCs or the Liberals in power, and then the NDP just sort of off there on the side. Credit to Andrea Horvath. The NDP did very, very well. 31 seats is down from what they had, but they still did okay. This was a, a not really a change election. The majority of people, I think, were going to go in and vote for Doug anyway. Uh, I thought some people might have a sober second thought, and maybe they did. Maybe that's why the voter turnout was so low. But either way, 40% of the people who voted voted for Doug, and then the NDP was around 26 27%. Andrea Horvath announced last night she's stepping down as leader of the NDP party. And I don't even think that's the most surprising part of her speech last night. I think there are two takeaways. Number one, it was probably the best speech she ever gave. She was so, so good last night. Number two, I'm pretty sure she was hammered. If you watch this, seriously, go back and watch the speech. She was so animated and loose and emotional. And I, I, you know, let's just play a little bit of Andrea Horvath from last night. And you know what? Respecting the voters means listening to all that they tell us. And this is something I want to remind Mr. Ford about. (laughs) There's some fucking wine back there backstage in that green room, wasn't there? That respecting the voters is about listening to all of what they tell us. So I'm going to save my final thanks for my family, my friends, and the people of Hamilton. never going to waver. And I'm going to keep working to earn your confidence each and every day. I'm going to keep doing that. But tonight, it's time for me to pass the torch, to pass the baton, to hand off the leadership of the NDP. And you know what? It makes me sad, but it makes me happy because our team is so strong right now. Okay, so Andrea Horvath has stepped down. Then we go over to the liberal camp. Stephen Del Duca. <laughs> he crawls back into his shell. <laughs> I don't even feel bad for him because he was such an asshole during the campaign. He was such an asshole. 
Here's a little bit of him talking about how he lost his own riding and the election. This isn't the outcome that we had hoped for. No shit. And worked hard for. And yes, it's true. I am disappointed to not have been successful here in my home community, my home riding of Vaughn Woodbridge. But I am very, very proud. Very proud of all of our MPPs, both those caucus members who will be returning to the legislature and our newly elected MPPs. I'm proud, proud of the innovative ideas that we as a team brought forward. Proud of every one of you who fundraised, knocked on doors, made those phone calls, put up signs, and today got out the vote. I want to thank our riding association presidents. I- All right, it's, it's over. Yeah, he informed the party president that he is stepping down as leader of the Ontario Liberal Party. So, Kat, if you've ever thought about getting into <laughs> provincial politics, there's an opportunity for you to now be premier. I see a lane where you could do it. <laughs> oh, gosh, no thanks. Uh, any surprises in last night or are you just happy it's over? Uh, for me, I'm happy it's over and no surprise. Not, not a lot of surprises for me. Nope. Dave? Nah, no, sadly. What do you say about <laughs> no surprises? What do you say about forty-three percent voter turnout? I'm almost a little embarrassed, but I kind of saw that coming. Yeah, it's um another one of those things. It was it shouldn't be a surprise, but uh, that number is way lower than I even I expected it to be. Even though I expected a low turnout, um, I, I think this election is another example of people voting against something rather than voting for something, um, because. I got to think people either have amnesia or just short term memories or what like this has not been a really good last four years in Ontario. It hasn't been great. So we just seem to forget that because I think we're or dismiss it because we're worried about what the alternative could be. So elections have kind of become the I don't want this person. So I vote against them rather than this person really speaks to me and my values. I just I don't know. I didn't think any of the platforms of anybody were all that impressive at all. Like the promises that get made, I think people have just come to the point where they're like, eh, they're not going to follow through on it anyway. Oh, oh, I know. It's like, yeah, you're lying to my face and I'm just going to be okay with it. A lot of people feel that way. Listen, when it comes to Stephen Del Duca, if you voted liberal, you and uh, clearly a lot of people did. He got over a quarter of the vote. So that's good. If you voted liberal, I think that there's probably a couple of things that worked against you last night. Number one, Stephen Del Duca is not a good candidate. He was not a great leader. His campaign sucked, and people didn't like the guy. They just plain didn't like him. He had a horrible reputation, a ton of baggage from the Kathleen Wynne era, and he wasn't very likable. Every time he looked into the camera, I looked away from the TV because it felt like he was trying to make eye contact with me, and I wasn't going to do that. No, it's it's yucky. And eye contact while like biting yucky. into an apple yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or eating a popsicle mm. like no. No, no 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 licks yeah. is he the kind of guy that slurps while eating a popsicle like on purpose like oh yeah and, like licks his wrists all the drips off like, oh. <laughs> you wrist liquor wrist liquor for fuck sure fuck you for putting that image in my head <laughs> fuck you all the way down to the elbows <laughs> <laughs> He went wrong because Stephen Del Duca was not a great candidate. It also went wrong because there's still a lot of people that just plain don't like the federal liberals right now. They don't like Justin Trudeau. That didn't help. 
Stephen Del Duca. Yeah. Justin Trudeau did not come out and even endorse Stephen Del Duca. That didn't help either mm-hmm. with galvanizing his core liberal supporters. And on top of that, he took a very controversial stand. Whereas the conservatives in the NDP didn't say one way or the other, Steve flat out said at the beginning, we're going to make kids get a COVID shot before they go to school in September. Biggest error he made. There's so many parents that are thinking, you're not going to touch my fucking yeah. kid with that needle. No, you're not. And it made it seem like Steve was the guy who was going to drive around from school to school jabbing shots into kids' arms. People didn't like that. They don't want to be told that. And Mm -hmm. you know what? If Doug or Andrea even wants to bring that up for the upcoming school year, you guys are going to have a fight too. But at least they stayed out of it during the election. Del Duca dove right in the deep end, and look what happens. Doesn't even have official party status. I am surprised the Green Party only got one seat. I thought they'd do a little better, and yeah. I, w- I wanted them to do a little better. The New Blue Party, zero seats. Uh, Belinda Carajalios, Cambridge MPP, was running for re-election, and this time around, she was running as a member of the New Blue. She finished fourth mm-hmm. in her riding. The Ontario Party, Derek Sloan's party, nope, not happening, no seats. It was... Uh, Interesting, but not interesting. It was over at 9.11 p.m. They called it 11 minutes into counting votes, a majority government for the conservatives. Wow. How crazy is that? But it's over. We got the Ford more years. Let's see what happens now. Uh, Doug's got a unique opportunity here. If he wants to cement a legacy as a, a premier that governed for everybody, he's got four years to do it. And I don't know if he's going to run for a third term or if he's going to consider running federally or what. But either way, Doug, I hope you mean what you said last night and you're truly going to bring people together because there's been... Ah. Way too much divide over the last year. That's tough. That's a tough, but that's the biggest job of all, isn't it? Well, I mean, the first thing he's up against is these, I've seen a couple of Twitter doctors already freaking out that, uh, uh, you just voted against uh, free yeah. health care. <laughs> you just voted in favor of privatization. You just voted for highways instead of the environment and going on and on and on and on and on. No, 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 no. The 57% of people that didn't vote could have very easily changed it. Don't blame Doug for the result he was handed. He was handed 43% voter turnout, and he turned out a good percentage of that. That's all he needed to do. The people that are angry, oh my God, here comes the private health care, are the same people that have been calling doom and gloom for a long time. Those are the same people that think we should be locked down right now. Because Mm -hmm. COVID's still out there. Mm -hmm. They have no credibility. Don't listen to those people anymore. Let's see what happens. It's a new day, a new page. And hey, I shit on Doug a lot over the last four years and he deserved it. But he got reelected. New mandate. Let's go. Doug, pass your damn budget. Cut the the taxes on gas. And let's get going. There's a lot of work to do. You guys just took a lot of time off for an election. I don't know why you would need a two-month break. Maybe you shorten up the summer break and you guys actually get to Queens Park and pass some bills. Get a budget done. Stuff <laughs> like that. I'd love to see happen. Yeah, I'm just I'm disappointed with the whole process. And I think a lot of people are disenfranchised with it, too, at this point, where it, it feels we've said forever that every vote counts. I don't know if I've ever felt sorry <clears throat> if I've ever felt a time when the vote feels like it counts the least. Really? It does now. Hmm. Yeah. Is it just because yeah. your guy didn't win or guy or girl? Sorry. 
No, 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 no. It's not that at all. But I mean, I'm looking at the overall picture of people who, you know, disenfranchised with, like I said before, with the process, like nobody believes anybody anymore. Nobody believes any of these politicians are telling the truth or going to put anything forward that they talk about. And that's not a new issue with politics. But I just think people now, if like, honest to God, like, do we just forget what what things have been like lately? Uh, (laughs) We've forgotten all of this stuff. Um it's what it feels like it's people were going to vote that way no matter what nobody was going to get swayed i don't know a lot of people that were like you know i'm i'm a conservative voter but the liberals really spoke to me this time around nobody thinks that way nobody anymore. did nobody mm-hmm. there's no wish there, there wishy-washy is not the word to use but there's no middle ground people anymore it's I've said this many times in this podcast it's that team sport mentality you're voting that way no matter what happens I, and remember years ago, the Trump line where he could walk out in the middle of the street in New York, shoot somebody and, and nothing would happen on Fifth Avenue. Uh, yeah, I've been waiting yeah, for that yeah. to happen. <laughs> yeah, well, he got close, didn't it, in Washington? So this is this is kind of one of those examples where it's like, nah, I'm voting for him no matter what happens. Like he could he could walk out into Bay Street, yank his pants down and take a dump in the middle of an intersection. And eh, people would just go, well, well he's our guy. And leave it at that. <laughs> See, I don't get that impression. I feel like Doug was particularly vulnerable in this one had he had good competition. If the Liberals had put up a good leader, this could have been different. If the NDP had had a refresh, it could have been different. If the Green Party were ever even given a chance, I feel like they could have had a shot at taking Doug and his conservative majority down. But there wasn't any viable competition. And when Del Duca drew that line in the sand... Hey, if I'm elected, every kid's going to have to get a COVID shot or you don't go to school. I think a lot of parents said, I don't really like Doug, but I got to make sure that fucking guy doesn't get elected because I'm not giving my kid a shot. And yeah, and, and I think that that's what sunk Del Duca. It was just stupidity. It was a uh, it wasn't even a calculated risk. It was just plain reckless to do in the middle of a campaign when nobody was talking about that issue for him to hold some big news conference and announce this is what we're doing because it just forced a lot of parents to get their backs up. Uh, anyway, congratulations, Doug Ford, Ford more years. Good for you. Let's see what happens here. Yeah, that way, should have been the motto for the, the campaign. Well, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Well, let's I mean, see what happens. Because I don't think any of us has any confidence in much. So let's just see what he does. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I'm running. I'm running in the next election in my campaign. It's just going to be blizzard. What's <laughs> the worst that could happen? Sure. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> and you know what? People would be like, yeah, the guy's got that's, a point. That's an honest salt of the earth kind of guy. I'm yeah, going to vote I for like him. That. That's yeah. a guy like me because I also don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> um, I have the faintest clue what's going to happen. I'm with them. <laughs> Let's uh, figure it out together. Today is a big day, guys. We today celebrate one of my favorites, National Donut Day. I have a tradition on National Donut Day, and, and we've been doing this for years with my girlfriend. <laughs> What I do is my favorite bakery. Uh, you guys know this place, La Casa Dolce in Mississauga. Oh, they're great, yeah. They, they do up all kinds of special flavors just for National Donut Day. So I'm going to go today and pick up two boxes, a dozen donuts total, and I'm going to eat every one of them. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Isn't that insane? Okay, so, but take us through your, this is interesting to me. Like this, you really take charge of the national days on ones you like, obviously. But yes. You really take charge of the national days. So take. Oh my a- God, Kat! Before you go on, can I throw this in here one second? You're, I know what you're thinking right now. I'm on the same page as you. He loves the ones he loves and just completely shits it- on the ones he doesn't <laughs> like. Well, yeah. 
That's so stupid. Why do we have a fettuccine Alfredo day? This is dumb. Let's not talk about it. But I don't do- like Alfredo sauce. <laughs> what is that? Just get pasta sauce. <laughs> do you eat all of the, like every all of the? You said that you share with your girlfriend though. Oh yeah. So what we do is we get a dozen donuts and we cut them up okay. in, into quarters. So you make two cuts. That leaves your donut cut into four. Okay. And today I will try a quarter of a Cookie Monster donut, banana pudding, couch potato, coffee cake, strawberry cheesecake, apple fritter, Nutella, peanut butter and jam, passion flake, raspberry pistachio, butter tart, and pop tart. There's a pop tart donut. It's got half a pop tart on it. What part? In the, what part in the plan do you just like? Pass out. Did you say egregious? That's a great word. That's a great word. I love that. Doesn't get used enough, right? I love that you used egregious. That's good. Sorry, what did you say? What part do you pass out? Is that part of the plan after you finish? Well, see, I'm only actually eating a quarter of each donut unless I really, really like it. Maybe in my head I can make some substitutions. Like, I think I, I, I know what a a strawberry cheesecake donut would taste like. So I could maybe skip that and double up on the passion flame. Oh my God. Or the banana pudding. It's gluttonous. Was there 12 flavors in total? Yes. I lost track halfway through. So, okay, you have 12 flavors. You're going to cut them into fours. Mm -hmm. And if you cut a donut into four, it's kind of like a Timbit. Very similar. Yeah, but you're going to so, get the, the the important thing here is, though, Scott's going to get the, the middle, which is important to cutting it into four. I, I, I do yeah. say that's a good idea because you can't just take a bite of the outside. You're not getting the full effect. So if you're doing it that way and you're going to eat one quarter of each one, you're essentially having 12 Timbits. Or three donuts. Is that more than normal? Well, I don't typically, the other 364 days a year, sit and eat three donuts in a sitting. But it's a special day. And I think that on a special day, we have to acknowledge the sanctity of that day and give it its due attention. (laughs) Jesus died for your donut gluttony. (laughs) Are you telling me Jesus wouldn't like donuts? What the fuck are you saying? Do you, do you, um, you You heard the term sweet Jesus. Well, maybe that's what he meant. Do you have to cleanse the palate in between? Like, how does that work if you want to taste different ones? Like, are you worried you're going to have, oh, like, God. remnants of the last one in your mouth still? Like, do you cleanse with, like, milk or something like that? I mean, uh, I might have some milk. I'll probably have an espresso or something <laughs> like that. I, I don't know. God. Um, and no booze. Are you sitting or standing? I'll be standing over the <laughs> island in the kitchen like an asshole. You should be riding, like, a stationary bike or something. I'll be sitting on the toilet. <laughs> Well, that's that's the safest route for you at this point. Yeah, you, so you're gonna have all of these. Donuts. Honey, you gotta try the Cookie Monster. Come in the bathroom. I'll gra- okay. <laughs> and there's a big distinct difference between day one donuts and next day donuts. So mm-hmm. how quickly do you eat these? Oh, uh, so I told you that I cut it into quarters. That'll last four days. Okay. Each day, I'll have a quarter of each one of those donuts. So really stale piece left on Monday, maybe even a trace or two or on Tuesday. Well, I got to give my girlfriend some, but she's such a girl about that shit. Like, oh, I can't really have that many. Yes, you fucking can. Eat them. Get them in your mouth. Now. Eat it. You're going to love it. You're going to say, thank God I ate that after you do. So stop screwing around. Just eat it if you want it. Why are you being such a donut pusher? What's your problem? I'm not being a pusher. I'm just saying that if you want something, take it. It's good. It's right there. All the beer pressure, my God. <laughs> you know what happens, Kat? Monday afternoon, he gets a knock on the door and opens it up, and it's the ghost of Wilford Brimley. I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes about <laughs> diabetes. <laughs> no. Excuse me, excuse me, Mr. Fox. I'd like to take your foot now. 
<laughs> I think what I'll do is after I'm done, I'm just going to drive myself right to like Oakville Trafalgar Memorial and be like, I took too many. <laughs> Pump a stomach. Get it out. Get it out. <laughs> I need a flush. Give me a flush. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'd like one IV bag to go, please. <laughs> Hang it in the Wouldn't car. Wouldn't that be a a great movie idea though like a, a reenactment of like the christmas carol but it's wilford brimley going around and <laughs> collecting people's feet i'm the, I'm the ghost oh, of donuts yes. future <laughs> so, so bad um let's go to this kim kardashian who was she talking to when she did this interview cad because this was your story this morning on the radio well kim kardashian and pete davidson started hooking up is when she after she hosted snl that's when the rumors really kicked in so this is from the kardashians the episode that ran last night or aired last night streamed last night on it's on disney plus for those that don't know it's under star if you want to watch the kardashians so they released a new episode last night which really got us at least, I don't know, it, more involved in their relationship, I guess, and getting to know the beginning stages because you never really heard about how that went down. But I did learn a couple of things. The rumor that she kind of chased him down because she heard he had big dick energy, 100% accurate. Not only did she chase him down, I mean, she really chased him down. So listen to Kim Kardashian explaining what happened, the beginning stages of she and Pete. I did SNL, and then when we kissed in scene... It was just a vibe, and I was like, maybe I, maybe I just need to try something different. But Pete does not come to my after party. Everyone was at my after party. Does not give me the time of day. So a few days later, I called the producer at SNL, and I was like, hey, do you have Pete's number? And they were like, yeah. And I text him. I wasn't even thinking like, oh my God, I'm gonna be in a relationship with him. I was just thinking like, Heard about this BDE, need to get out there. Like, I need to just, like, jumpstart my... I was just basically DTF. Like, everyone thinks it's like a hysterical comedy show at all times. I'm like, no, it's just, like, normal. Pete is has got to be literally the best human being I've ever met. He's literally the best the human best. being it was I've a, ever met. It was a booty call. Like, that's how it started, is a booty call. And he, is that a strategy? Like, that seems very strategic of him. Did he purposely miss her after party? Like, that sounds like a fun time you'd want to attend. Listen, if this was someone like Bradley Cooper, for example, I would say, oh, yeah, that's 100% a strategy. For Pete Davidson, I honestly think he, does, honestly think he doesn't know any better. Unaware? Yeah, like, yeah, there's no fucking way Kim Kardashian will like me. So he just carried on with his day. He had no idea that she was digging him because he wasn't interested in her. That's a weird thing, by the way. I want what I can't have. Yes. Well, that, it, that's the interesting part to me, too, is that she's saying she felt something when they actually kissed during the skit because they did kiss. This was the Aladdin Jasmine skit. I don't know if you guys watched the SNL episode she was on, but if you didn't, in short, they did a skit about Aladdin and his genie and rubbing his genie, blah, blah, and they kissed in the skit. And then that is what she mentioned. So she mentions there was a vibe there after we kissed and I wanted to have him at the after party and he didn't even show up to the after party i don't like, i find that interesting does that maybe spark more interest like well if your big dick ain't coming over here i'm coming to you then and it was strictly a booty call i just find it so interesting that all those rumors were actually true yeah i mean there there was truth to it absolutely it was a weird one because i remember at the beginning people were like huh pete davidson and kim kardashian that's weird and she even acknowledged i think i'll try something different well okay what I thought it is different. <laughs> yeah. It is different than Kanye, for example. Ish, yes. 
what I found very fascinating about that, or just as fascinating, is she uses the acronyms in regular conversation as if we're all supposed to follow along like she's saying actual words. Everyone like, knows what BDE is, right? Well, I heard he had BDE and I was DTF, so we decided F-U-C-K. <laughs> <laughs> what? What are you talking about? You just spelled fuck. You just, just say it. <laughs> just say it. <laughs> BDE, I, I'd never actually heard it used in the acronym because I didn't think that that was a hard thing to say anyway. Yeah, BDE is, yeah, that's, I mean, some people just say it and you can say it, I suppose. But when you're talking like that, you say BDE, but everybody knows what BDE is. It is a newer thing, I suppose. Like Lotto's Big Energy really brought it out. It's Big Dick Energy. For those that don't know, it's not Big Big Energy. Don't tell your kids because I'm sure they all sing it. Uh, but that's what she wanted. What do you do when the kids sing the line, let you try it off the Hennessy? Yeah, it's uh, you just kind of go with it. And you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. My daughter the other day actually was like, I like this song, Mom. I'm like, uh-huh. But think about all the songs you sang as a kid, though, not realizing what the lyrics were about. I mean, oh. I know I, I did some dirt. There was some filth. dirty, just filthy, filthy songs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ever sing a Lil' Kim song? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Is there like some... Hollywood star group chat. How did the rumor about Pete's BDE even get out there? It was Ariana. Oh, yeah. she put that out. Who was engaged to him, so she knows. Like, oh, I really liked it, and he did have the BDE. I'm going to move on to something else, but if you girls want it, BDE. <laughs> that BDE is on Don't the wait. table. Slam. Don't. <laughs> it sounded like, a like dropping a ham on the counter. <laughs> Isn't it interesting though? I just find it so fascinating because I, I love, I love it. I, I love it. I love that wi- like w- women are talking about it. And I know maybe men as men, you hate that. You hate like big dick energy. What, what the fuck is that? I just, I find it interesting that yes, that they're so open. You're absolutely right. It was a, just to be clear too. It wasn't like Ariana Grande came out and announced to the world like, hello, is this thing on? Pete Davidson has a giant cock. Thank you. It was a tweet that someone sent saying that they heard a rumor, who knows what from, that Pete was well hung. And she was with Pete at the time. And she said, I can confirm. So that was it. Hmm. And and this and he does have this energy, according to people. I mean, he's not my he's not my type, but he does have this energy, according to people that that's that big dick energy. Ever since. Uh, Man, Dave, I don't know about you, (laughs) but ever since we started putting the emphasis on big dick energy. I'm very conscious of which way I'm hanging. You know, I want to make sure that I've got my best foot forward at all times now. And I actually spend a lot of time making sure that I'm adjusted properly to, to put that vibe out there. But apparently it's not just by the look. It's your whole cadence. It's everything about you. What does Pete Davidson have? He walks slunch, or slouched over and he's self-deprecating at all times. Yeah, I think that's a part of the allure, though. Really? He's over. Yes, he's very honest and open. He's like, yeah, I've got mental health issues. (laughs) Yeah, I'm depressed. (laughs) Like what you call a red flag, we call big dick energy. (laughs) It's like honestly, he's very honest, and I and he he loves his mom, and he's just got all these things that for a lot of women uh, check boxes. He's just like he's just so open and I already checked her box. (laughs) Yeah, uh, several times before they even started dating. Technically, yes. Hmm. That's what do you a, do in that position, right? Because if you're Pete and this is happening, is there a moment where you're going, this isn't really happening right now, is it? Oh, it's is probably this, surreal. Truly, sure. Every day. It's truly happening. Every day, I'm sure he thinks that. Yeah. I would like to try to inspire something a little different because I think the, the BDE is a, eh, it's a little much. Um, I, for one, would like to normalize BPE. 
And I want everyone to start thinking about this as they walk down the street today, as they drive through the drive through. I want you to think about people with B- BPE. Those are the ones you should be after. Big personality energy. Oh, that's it. I you thought you were meant blood pressure or something. <laughs> <laughs> Big blood pressure. <laughs> No, because the blood pumps down there and it's, yeah, you see, you're still thinking big dick there. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to inspire the people who have always heard, he has a nice personality. Eh, what about uh, good sense of humor energy? Does that help? Yeah, of course. Right. I think we can all agree. A good sense of humor is important. And he does have that too, though. But like does that, that fall under his big dick energy or is that a whole separate it's energy? A totally. I think it's a totally separate energy. Could he solve the energy crisis? <laughs> Pete Davidson could solve the energy crisis. Just swinging it around. Uh-huh. Uh, is, is, is Pete Davidson's genitals the answer to our issue with solar energy and not being able to harness it as well as we should like maybe he is the scientific connection that we need yeah because when he takes his pants off there's an eclipse (laughs) that's the problem i have a sundial over here (laughs) uh side note this is off topic but i know dave you'll probably appreciate this netflix is a joke has started releasing their episodes for this season and apparently the Norm McDonald one is if you're a Norm McDonald fan, you will be on the floor laughing. Yeah, have you watched it yet, Dave? Have you no, watched I the Norm McDonald? Okay. Yeah. I haven't had time. It's on my list. I just finished the George Carlin documentary Ooh, um, that oh, just good. came out, which is tremendous. Uh, so, so good. Um, but yeah, the Norm one's on my list. A comedian friend of mine watched it and he said it is so Norm McDonald and it is mm-hmm. just hysterical. So if you're into that kind of humor... You're going to love it. Uh, I promised a follow-up yesterday on After 9, and I'm glad Dave's here for this, too, because we can get a, a couple of unique perspectives. I have one, one kid about to graduate from university. I have another kid halfway through university. Kat has got two kids that are like 15, 16 years away from university. Dave's got a kid that is getting closer mm-hmm. to university age. There's a lot of people who are saying that one of the best things we could do right now is forgive the student debt that's out there. There's too many people graduating into the workforce that have such crippling debt that they really can't get any further ahead. They can't buy a house. They can't buy a car. It's having an impact on their credit rating and not to mention those minimum payments, which take forever to pay off the total balance, are really holding them back from living their lives. So the suggestion was, maybe we should just make school free. I've said for a while, school should go to grade 16. It should go up to grade 16, paid for. And then if you don't want to go for the final four years, which would be your post-secondary years, just go right into the workforce as you always do. But I think we should get a voucher for 16 years worth of school. Hmm. Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank is totally slapping me down on that. He did an interview with CNBC. He was asked about the potential of Joe Biden canceling student debt. He said that is a policy born in hell. I'm trying to find merit in this proposed policy and I can't. This is a policy born in hell. And I'll tell you why. Because nobody wins. Education, he continued, is a right, not a privilege. Something past generations have realized through paying off their student loans. What do we tell people generations past that have actually paid back their debt? 
How about the people who are working so hard to get scholarships to excel? What do we tell them? Don't bother. It's free. This is crazy. It's just politically insane, a kamikaze idea. Now is the wrong time for this. And by the way, there's never going to be a good time for this. It's un-American. There's no free money. Wow. Mm-hmm. Does that make you think, okay, yeah, 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 this is a bad idea. Kevin O'Leary thinks, nope, we shouldn't do it. And he laid out his reasons why. Yeah, I, I, I'm, honestly, I don't have like a clear-cut opinion on this. It's hard, it's hard for me to figure out. I don't, I don't love, I think we have to do it very carefully if we ever did it. I don't agree to just forgiving all student debt necessarily because I do understand that what about all those people? Like it's the what abouts, right? There's a lot of people that worked really hard that paid off the student debt or are still owing student debt. So is what about the people who just paid it off, right? How fair is that? Like it just, I don't know. To me, wow. there has to be a bit of fairness. Now that said, I do believe the young people that have been in post-secondary the past couple of years during COVID deserve something. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's fair and I don't think it's right that they had to pay full prices and tuition fees and everything else that goes along with it without having a lot of the perks, if you will, that other students got to have before, before them and now after them. I don't like that. I don't think it's right. And I think something should be done for those particular students who are in school and can prove that they were actively in school at that time. They should get something. But that's where it ends for me. Great point. Dave, what do you think? No, this is a tough one. Uh, and Kat, you, you nailed it when you said that it's hard to have a clear cut answer on this. Um, I, I'm a part of the mind where it's like I always want the next generation or the next people in line to have it easier. Uh, I don't think this idea of, well, I had to struggle, so you should struggle, too. Um, I think of it like if we're smart enough to make this easier and better for people, then we should do it. Um, and if it's a matter of making school cheaper or having more opportunities to, to have your way paid um, rather than just making everything completely free, maybe there's a compromise in the middle somewhere there. But I, I, it's unattainable for so many people. And if we talk about this, this idea that there's a systemic issue with people from disenfranchised communities who don't have the same opportunities because they just cannot and will not be able to afford it if they're being forced to work in in or get into the workforce a lot earlier than they would before they'd finish school. Sometimes that that's a problem that that isn't being addressed at, at the, at the level that it needs to be in order for these people to have the hand up instead of the hand out. So I think, I think there's a, there's gotta be something that can be done to make this more attainable for people rather than just saying, all right, the whole thing's free, but, it's insane. It's impossible for so many people to go through this process to be able to afford it. People's families are being put into debt. People mm-hmm. are putting their houses for for sale so they could pay for it. And there's no guarantee that it's going to make it a better life for you afterwards. You guys. So it's crazy. You both hit on every point that was in my head. That was so well said, both of you. Hey, the people that that went through university in covid got Fucked they did hard. They did. Justin Trudeau did absolutely nothing for young people during COVID. When he was handing out CERB and this, that, and the other thing, there was nothing for young people. They're still being impacted. Uh, U of W and Wilfrid Laurier here in Waterloo Region, where we do our FM radio show, both just extended their mask and vax mandates. There's still people who have never been to the school they're paying to go to. They got screwed. So anybody who started in the last two years, 100%. You go ahead, you graduate, whatever debt you took on, we're going to wipe it clean. 
uh, people who have already paid back their student debt, I would think you probably took advantage of the tax advantages of writing off your student loans and your tuition when you were paying it. So you've already got some of it back. And I'm totally in favor of making it up to you through a series of tax credits if it actually resulted in a job, because there's a lot of people who were told, no, can't apply for this position because the minimum requirement is a post-secondary degree. They still can't get hired because now everybody seems to have them and every job seems to require them. If you're not working, forget it. We're just going to give you back everything. I'm not saying we should give people money that have paid in the past because like Dave said, we should be making things better for the people that come after us. That's our job as a generation is to pave the way for the future. We should leave the planet in a better state than we found it, and life should be easier for the people that come after us. That's part of what we want for our kids is a brighter future. Student debt is crippling. I've seen it firsthand. And when when students are looking at that or, hey, I can go to university. Oh, Ontario really seems to want nurses and doctors. I could go into medicine. I just don't have the money for it, or I don't want to be paying back $80,000 in student loans. I don't want to do it. That should never be a barrier. Everybody gets a voucher, 16 of them. We'll give it to you when you're born. You can use those one each year as long as you want, but it's good for a free year of education in in the publicly funded system. If you want to get the real high-end one, if you want to go to, I don't know, say an Ivy League school in America... That's a little different. Not everybody gets to go to Harvard, and you certainly don't get to go for free. But if you just want a degree from Western, McMaster, U of T, whatever we're calling Ryerson now, any of those things, I don't think you should be paying for that. And you're not exactly getting a premium service anymore anyway. So for those who asked after the podcast yesterday, I said we'd talk about it today. Those are all the reasons that I think we should forgive the student debt that's on the books. And yeah, there should be a system to take into account that in the past, some people have paid and some people just finished paying off their student debt. Something in there should be in it for them. But they were never led to believe that this would be free anyway. And everything has to start at some point. Let's start it now. Let's make it retroactive to the beginning of COVID. School's free. And if you took on any debt, the debt is forgiven. I think that would be just fine. I don't know what the opposition would be. Uh, Kevin O'Leary just seems to be kind of dinosaurish and hanging on to the whole, well, other people had to pay it. Why can't they? You got to work hard. You got to pay up. You got to. Yeah. I mean, that is usually his philosophy. That's usually his MO, isn't it? And and a lot of people similar to him are the same way. There was a time when I might even have agreed with that. But once you go out there and see it firsthand, once you're not a millionaire and, and your kids can go to any school they want, and you can just stroke a check for the whole four years at once and not care or not miss that money. Uh, maybe you don't understand how bad it is, but for regular families, it's pretty bad. And there's people who are choosing, mm, you know what, I can get a job uh, uh, laying, uh, 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 installing pools in the summer. That, that's what I'll do. That'll pay me right now, as opposed to sitting in a classroom for the next four years, which won't pay me and will leave me with a ton of debt. People are making the choice not to go to school. And frankly, there's too many jobs that require post-secondary for us to treat this like it's not a big deal. So, yeah, there's my opinion. You know, this was a perfect timing for this, by the way, because like I mentioned before, I watched the George Carlin documentary last night and he talks about um, how this, you know, this generation and the generation before is really all about the wham. It's what about me? And they look at it like, well, 
that no one else should get a free ride if I didn't get a free ride. And, and it's like they can't support it because it's what about me? Well, I paid full pop. So why does why does anyone else not have to pay full pop? And it's like we talked about at the beginning here. This is about trying to make it better for people that are coming next, the next generation. That's supposed to be our job. And I think you nailed it, Scott. That, that, that's, a, that's our mission. That's our responsibility is to make things easier for people that are coming along. I don't want to have to have a conversation with somebody and just go, oh, well, them's the brakes because we often go, hey, there, there's no, uh, you know, there's, there's no handouts. So I didn't get one. You don't get one. Listen, and that's not a good way to work. The world's changed. This also doesn't need to be free and on the taxpayer's dime. There could be certain expectations to get that free education. Maybe yep. your your last four vouchers also come with, I don't know, 50 hours of community service that needs to be done. The least you can do in exchange for the taxpayers paying your school bill is give back to your community. Maybe it's a, a, a promise that once you get into the workforce, you'll actually pay the appropriate amount of tax and not try and fuck around and find loopholes. Like there's any number of ways that we can make this up in a a little bit to the taxpayers. But I just think society would be better off if we just had tens of thousands of university and college grads being cranked out every year that were happy and debt free and ready to jump into the housing market and to start spending their disposable income. That's the thing is I think people don't think about consequences because Dave is right. And that is so true that a lot of people think, well, I didn't do it. So you didn't do it. Do you think about the future do you think about the consequences if we don't do something now to fix it are you going to still be like well too fucking bad when there's a shortage of something because people weren't able to go to school for it for one example of many is that really what you want well that's the way the world works okay so when you are you know dying in a hospital and there's lack of staff to help you i don't know if you're going to be whistling the same tune i think you know it all depends on where you sit that perspective is everything, right? And some people just don't have that perspective. They really don't. They're in their little narrow bubble of, well, this is the way the world works, right? It's so true. There's a lot of people that live their life day to day like that now. You need to open up your mind. You need to think about the future. What do you want? What do you want to pass down? I mean, Dave's absolutely right with all of that. There are consequences to things we do now that will impact the next generations and we need to do better we used to plow the fields with a fucking ox (laughs) do we go back to that you know but now we have uh, tractors and and things like that that'll plow those fields just because that's the way it used to be should we continue just dragging with an ox or a donkey a plow uh, uh, through a field of course not there's a better way to do it a smarter way to do it let's do it because it's better and it's smarter we don't have to romanticize everything that a previous generation did we don't have to do that Mm-mm. because there's a lot of things that are way better than they were before. Yeah. And way better. It's not shitty in some cases. And you know what? Maybe old school is the way to go in some cases, but it certainly isn't a rule across the board. I think just generally, too, you have to look at like take a look at a map and, and see how they do things in other places in the world. You know, it, it, and look at their their life expectancy is increased and their stress levels are lower. It's because we keep doing the same shit in the same places all the time. We're never going to get to that if we don't make changes. There are some countries out there that do help, that do support, that do make, you know, all these changes that we would probably never make. And it's a shame. What about a two for one? Could we start off with a two for <laughs> buy two years, get two years free? Anything, <laughs> uh, anything, anything. Yeah, anything to make that experience cheaper. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's. I'm all for that. We've got one minute left, so I'll float this one out there. A new poll says dirty talk is not as popular as it used to be. Eleven percent of people say they're they're a dirty talker in bed, compared to twelve percent when the same survey was done ten years ago. Only thirty one percent say they occasionally spit out the, the 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 dirty words. This is just in bed. In bed. 
Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have to be in bed. Sorry. I stand corrected. In the context of sex, sex includes foreplay. So maybe part of your, your foreplay is... Uh, a text message. A text message. Maybe it's dirty. It starts early in the morning at breakfast. <laughs> with extra sausage. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like to keep are it Are you projecting brow. a little bit? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just saying some people think of, like some people will do dirty talk all day long to lead up, you know, to get the lead up to the moment. Okay. Right? Well, in, in a nutshell. wrong. It's dropped from 50% to 42%. Okay. It's 110% oh, no. at Cat's house, I'm guessing. Pick it, pick it up, people. <laughs> Text a fucking emoji right now to your partner, whoever you're doing. <laughs> Text an eggplant. Or to, a peach right now. To all the people you're doing, <laughs> send one right now. Start uh, it up. I don't know if that is counts it, as dirty talk. Is it more exciting if you try to keep it uh, keep it highbrow? Because the dirty talk is, uh, yeah, it can be exciting, but it's also lowest common denominator in some cases. Like, what if you were to just say... Oh, it depends uh, what's good, said. Yeah. A good evening, madam. I think tonight... <laughs> I do believe that Fortnite, there will be some cunnilingus involved. Like, say something like that. Just see how it goes. I, I propose going highbrow with it. Cats with the emojis. Either way, if it works for you, it works for you. I, I don't know what to say. Hello, madame. <laughs> Scott, try that. I want you to try what he just said. Oh, good evening, A Good evening. Oh, hello, madam. I can't wait to lift. It's like a tip of the cap to you, madam, and also a tip of the genitals to you as well. <laughs> How do you tip the genitals? <laughs> you give them just the tip. <laughs> that does add up. Yeah, some people aren't as good with the dirty talk. Maybe no. that's true, right? And maybe that's why. I, I, I look I'd... forward to laying my eyes upon your bosom. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing sexy about bosom, by the way. I don't think the fact that you sound like Stewie from Family Guy is probably the best no, part for yeah. me. Dave, <laughs> if you do that shit and for the right amount of money, I will translate it for your <laughs> wife. It's like, he wants to see your tits. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my problem is I just I don't know what to say. And I'm very seldom at a loss for words. But if the dirty talk starts, I start sweating and thinking, <laughs> oh, fuck. What what Are I you s- worried you're going to say something wrong? Yes. OK. OK. Something wrong or something that I don't know. It's funny in my head, but it's not to her. <laughs> I don't. OK, funny. Take it off the table. No, no funny. That, that, I don't. Th- well, no funny, after huh? after funny is good. But before before, I don't know if you need to be funny before you can be funny after. But I think that's my natural go-to is I just divert to funny just because I don't know what to say. Are you worried that you're going to get a response like, whoa, too far? Uh, That's possible, too. Like I'm not into that? Well, there's no class you can take. Nobody sits you down and says, okay, so if it gets to the dirty talk, you're going to say this. And when she says that, you say this. That never happens. All you know is what's in porn or what other people (laughs) have told you in the past. Yeah. Like, well, I don't that, know. That can go from zero to 100 real quick if you go that way. Oh, really yeah, sp- don't do that. And and I'm also sensitive to it, too. Like, I don't know. What, am I supposed to call my girlfriend a dirty little slut? Because no. then I feel like such a fucking asshole. <laughs> like, right? no, I don't oh think you're gosh. slut or dirty or little. Sorry. Fuck. Forget I said that. Like, <laughs> I can just picture that Scott so awkward. Like, I'm going to fuck you. <laughs> what? That's Tonight, a- you are mine, you trollop. <laughs> It would be more authoritative than that. And it would probably be in a radio voice. Radio voice. Oh, no. Like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And after the break, <laughs> I'm going to fuck you. You know? Like, it's just too presented. That's too blunt. Yeah, yeah it's too yeah, blunt. Yeah. yeah. You know? I just, yeah, it's weird. 
Well, you got to keep it clean, right? If, if you're on the radio, so maybe it's something like uh, after the break, we're going to fornicate. Like just s- something that's a little more. Um, uh, I got little, that big, big energy <laughs> coming up next. You want to see my big, big? <laughs> That's what I'm going to text you. I'm going to fork you real good. (laughs) That's what I'm going to text to my wife tonight. I got that big personality energy waiting for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she'll melt. She'll melt. Dial up the dirty talk this weekend, everybody. Go ahead and fire off a text message right now. Just don't take any tips from Scott. No. Don't you remember, uh, not to dig deep into this too much, but remember back in the day when we, we talked about Tiger Woods and those text messages that he was sending? Oh. Yes. Like, Do you want, I, rem- so- yeah, I remember listening to it. Can I just say that I remember, you're going to hate me, I was in high school, but I was listening to it oh, fuck. <laughs> on my way to high sco- uh, class in high school, and I remember you guys talking specifically about Tiger Woods. And dirty yeah. messages. Isn't that crazy? Well, well his and were exceptionally think, dirty. Oh, oh yeah. 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 But he also had like a lot of things he liked to get into. Like weird, like what we would consider weird. And then maybe that's not a fair word to use. But we, we were we were off. We were kind of taken off guard by things like, I want to get a red wagon and fill it with cottage cheese and stick your head in it. You know, like, you know, are you into that? Like, it was just there. Were, they were so kind of out there. Like, I'm not involved in the text message, so I don't get the context. I don't know how it's ramped up to that point. But boy, oh boy, hearing some of those was like, you want to what? <laughs> <laughs> with a peanut butter sandwich. I, I don't know. I want to make a pot of craft dinner and take the water from that pot and not dispose of it but just throw it at you are you into that are you into that and take your fingers and my fingers and stick it in a dragon fruit <laughs> i want to step on a bunch of mouse traps while playing nhl 95 on the sega genesis <laughs> while you while you douse me with 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 soy sauce are you into that <laughs> it, just, it was weird I don't know I was like I, it was a woman on the other end looking at that going oh man you have got me where I need to be <laughs> no I guarantee you it was a woman on the other end going what a fucking weirdo but it's Tiger Woods so I'll fuck him yeah <laughs> well, that's what you get when you get, when you get that big DE <laughs> I'll sit on a bottle of ketchup I mean whatever he needs it's fine so that's there you go. That's uh, thank you for saying that because that's the question. If a guy's typing that out or any anybody it doesn't matter, it shouldn't say guy, but if anybody's typing that out to their partner, is there a level of um, acceptance and just sort of yeah, sure, I'll do it if that's what you want? Um, because that's my nightmare is having a partner who just goes yeah, sure, whatever, and not be into it with me. That that, that scares me to death. Probably scares me out of the dirty talk. Yeah, I'm right there with you. If I texted that to my girlfriend, and that's a weird thing, but we'll use your example. If I text her right now, I want to see you sit on a bottle of ketchup. I don't want to know what she's going to send back. I don't want to know. I don't like, want to. Know I don't want to know thinking. that she she would like that. I don't want to know that she wouldn't she's like that. She's gonna come home from long, with from Longos with like ten different varieties. Well, I got French's and I got Heinz. I don't know what you like. I got great value, just in case. I don't. Well, you tell me what you like. I don't know. I don't know the first thing word. about it. My worry is that when the text message gets sent through, my worry is the response that's going on in her head. So it's like a whoop. I want you to sit on a bottle of ketchup. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) You know, like that's I'm I'm so cerebral in that sense that I'm worried about what she's thinking while deciding whether she wants to be on board with this or not. (laughs) And this is not to king shame or anything like that, but it is like I'm so worried about having a partner who just goes 
no, 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 I'm good. <laughs> Catch up? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark? No. <laughs> oh, then I'd like delete my or delete her number and change phone numbers <laughs> and move to a different province. <laughs> You're married. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just going to change my number. Well, it's been a good run. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get out of here. Nova Scotia's nice this time of year. <laughs> Uh, Dave, anybody we have to apologize to? Uh, lots of people here. We have to apologize to people with short-term memories or any form of amnesia. We should apologize to Vin Diesel fans. Um, we definitely have to apologize to wrist lickers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> An apology is coming your way if you're someone who eats three or more donuts in one sitting. Uh, we have to apologize to donut pushers and also people who have been pushed by donut pushers. We apologize. That whole thing is just a mess. Uh, people who have lost a foot due to diabetes, we have to apologize to you. People with big personality energy that never get that BDE experience. We're sorry. Uh, people that go to school who have to pay full pop for it. We apologize to you. Also, people who are dirty talkers who speak bluntly. Uh, we apologize to those who have had blunt, dirty talk texts and they were not on the same level as the person sending it. And finally, we should apologize to Mike Tyson, not for anything in particular, but just because it's a good idea. Nothing for the ketchup makers, eh? <laughs> nah, fuck them. <laughs> Guys, have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday. British Columbia is going to become the first Canadian province to decriminalize small amounts of cocaine, heroin, MDMA, fentanyl, and meth, which happen to be all the ingredients you'd need to make Florida at home. <laughs> They're going to try it out for three years and see what happens. I'll tell you what's going to happen. Their summer is going to be a lot more fun than ours. That's what's going to happen. Americans who are headed to Las Vegas to get married by Elvis may have to come up with a less interesting plan because the company that's in charge of Elvis Presley's brand has ordered wedding chapels in Nevada to stop using Elvis in their ceremonies. So from now on, if you want that, you'll have to get married by professional rock and roll jumpsuit cape costume man. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.